Surprise! Did y'all really think I could stay away from y'all for a whole month? Get ready for this special holiday episode of the show. Chill! You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. It's your boy, MSW, that's Mr. Save and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint. And this is a special holiday episode, just in time for Valentine's Day. And yes, I'm counting Valentine's Day as a holiday. Many of you know that I am married, and I know we just ended season one, but my wife came to me right after the show, like, you know, we should do a special Valentine's Day episode. And I was like, bet, let's do it. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce you, my lovely listeners, to the most important, most beautiful, most amazing person in my life. My wonderful wife, Monique Toussaint, also known as Mrs. Saved and Woke. <laughs> Say what's up, boo. Oh, thanks, boo. I'm super happy to be here, and congrats on finishing the full season of Saved and Woke. It's amazing how it went from an idea to an actual product. I'm super happy for you, boo. Thanks, boo. Appreciate that. So, uh, before we get into the buzz of, of the day, let's start by telling the audience, you know, who you are. So, who uh, you is? <laughs> As you just stated, I'm your wife. So, thanks for marrying me. And um, You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm a lover of God, and I love being on the move. Um, by profession, I'm a social worker, and I work in higher education. But outside of my normal nine-to-five, I am the owner of two businesses, Braids and Mo, which is a natural hair care business, and Monique Toussaint LLC, which is a resume and cover letter writing business. So most people say I do too much, but hey, God made me a hustler, so here we are. Wow. You sound really proud of yourself. Not yeah. proud. <laughs> Just happy and thankful. Nah, nah. But yeah, it's it's really something to be married to, like she said, such a hustler. Keep me on my game. But uh, thanks for that introduction. Um, and who knows, y'all? Y'all, maybe over the course of the show, you'll get to learn even more about my lovely wife. Um, but I know I told y'all that season one was ending, but Monique just had... A great idea to do a Valentine's Day special. So what we're gonna do in honor of Valentine's Day is just share a little bit about our relationship, specifically how we met, um, our submission to God, you know, regarding relationships before we even started talking to each other, and how that looked in real life. Like how do we walk out our submission to Christ in our relationship? So, pretty much, you're about to get all up in a bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really thought this was a great idea uh, because so far I've shared a lot, you know, of my intellect and spiritual insight on the show, but I feel like this will give you all a rare glimpse into, you know, the more personal parts of my life, and not just with my wife, but with Daddy God as well. Yay, so let's get it. 
All right. So where do we start? Well, let's tell them how we met. I'll let you start. All right. I already know where this is going. But so I actually met Monique 11 years ago on the Facebook when I was 17 years old. <laughs> and so I, I saw her picture. I was scrolling through, you know, the gram. Um, that was the summer before we went to college. And I was looking for, that was back when Facebook had networks. And, you know, I was looking for everybody who was on the UNC class of 2011 network. And I was adding them, especially if they were a person of color, especially if they were female. And I saw Monique and I was like, oh, snap. She looked like Rayla Simone. I'm about to add her. And, uh, you know, she let me dangle for a little bit. But a couple days later, she added me. Yay. So why why did you add me? Well, I added one because similarly to him, I was going through and adding a lot of UNC class of 2011 people. And when I saw I had a friend request from him, I was like, uh, who is this? And so I clicked on his profile and I was like, he's kind of cute. I was like, but what is he? Like, I can't tell if, and this was before I, you know, learned how to actually. Learn about culture. Yeah, learn about culture and how to appropriately speak about race and ethnicity. I was just like, it looked like he mixed with something. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to add him. So I added him. And then I think we just started randomly chatting. I don't even know what we were talking about, but we were just chatting. Yeah, I have no idea either. Yeah. So that's how we... 17-year-olds talking about. <laughs> so that's how we actually met. So yeah, that's how we met. And then we met in person when school actually started. There was a program, to a special program to help orient minority youth to the campus. And at the end of the program, they had a party me and Monique were at that party. That was where I first saw her. Yeah, we just chilled after that. <laughs> um, so he thinks. So I saw Juan from afar at first. I was at the party with my friends. And you know how you can kind of see someone out of the corner of your eye and you're like, oh, okay, see that person. And then, you know, you're just minding your business and then you kind of look out the corner of your eye again and you kind of still see the same person. So that was the situation with Juan. However, he seemed to continue to inch closer and closer toward me as I continued to look out of the corner of my eye. So I was like, oh my gosh, telling my homegirls, like, oh my gosh, I think this, that guy Juan from Facebook, he's kind of weird. <laughs> this kind of seems very awkward. So finally Juan approaches me and he's like, hey Monique. And I was like, Hey Juan, what's up? He did not say what's up. This is what happened. All right, so yeah, <laughs> I was being weird because I was nervous and I like Monique. All right, but I did not know Monique could see me because she won't acting like she noticed me at all. And I was just like, oh, she probably don't see me. Um, so yeah, I was just like working up the courage to go say what's up. And then I finally did, right? And so like this whole time, I've been seeing people that I have added on Facebook, right? And whenever they would recognize me this whole this whole weekend, they've been like, oh, snap, what? What's up, man? How you doing? Da, 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 da. And then I get over here and I see Monique for the first time in, in real life. <laughs> and I say, I'm like, Monique, hey, how you doing? And she's like, hey, Juan. 
And it just goes back to talking to her friends. Like, she just said, hey, Juan, like, like, there was nothing special about that moment. But anyway. But yeah, that's how we act. That was our first encounter. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is just weird. Whatever. We did talk for a little bit later that night. But anyway, it wasn't nothing deep. Um, yeah, we were just were chilling. Like I would like go over to her room and chill with her and her roommate. And sometimes we would have like breakfast together and things. Yeah, so it was just really just super friend zone um, because I actually had a boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. So and she said. <laughs> Juan's philosophy was, you know, if I can't see him, it ain't real. So I was like, this is just crazy. So me and Juan and a a few other people, we just had like a breakfast buddy group. And like Juan said, he would come by to our dorm and hang out with me and my roommate. But it was never anything. Like I figured Juan liked me, but I never really reciprocated that like or at least showcased that like. Mm, Whatever. I mean, look, she used to dog me out for like flirting with her. Like, you knew I had a boyfriend and you still flirt with me. And I always tell her, I was like, hey, boo, flirting is a two-way street, okay? <laughs> if I'm flirting, that means somebody's flirting back. you reciprocating the flirt, okay? Okay, so. But anyway, life moved on. We actually, oh, were you about to say something? Yes, so okay, life did move on. And throughout our sophomore and junior year and even senior year of college, like Juan and I literally only saw each other maybe three or four times in our whole rest of college career. Like, we just kind of just led different lives. Yeah, because yeah, that, you know, Monique, she found Jesus a little earlier than I did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she came to the Lord sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a few months after graduation. <laughs> well, it, anyway, never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk. We can talk about everything. We, anyway. we can talk about your whole testimony right now. Right. But anyway, so um, it wasn't until after a year after graduation that Juan. 2012. Yep, that Juan and I actually reconnected. Look at that. <laughs> we said the same. So we actually reconnected because we were working for the same job. And nah, you just called me out of the blue. Oh, that. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but in that same year, in 2012, I was just having a really, really, really hard time at work. Like, I was super frustrated with my supervisor at the time, and I just needed someone to talk to. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, it was like Juan came in, into my mind. And you all, I had not talked, I hadn't talked to Juan in years, but oh, Lord. he just came into <laughs> my mind. So I actually, I don't know if I texted him first or called him, but anyway, we had a conversation. I told him what was going on with with, um, my supervisor, and he actually gave me some sound advice. He actually checked me in the spirit, and I was like, oh, okay, Juan must be like, say for real this time, because, you know, (laughs) I ain't know what was going on in Juan's life. And, you know, at the end, he was like, you know, good hearing from you. I'm actually applying for, you know, to work with the organization you work for, so maybe I'll be seeing you a little more often. And I was like, okay, cool. So... Juan ended up getting a job with the organization and we had summer training and throughout summer training this is when I really 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 found out that Juan was feeling me and feeling me hard 
Yeah, so what happened was Monique called me that time that she shared, and I believe maybe one more time. Um, but it was either only one one call or just two. Uh, and after that, I was like, yo, I think I like Monique. And it was weird, but I was like, wait, how, how, how do I like her? I only talked to her once on the phone. Like, I haven't even seen her since graduation. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I didn't really do much with those thoughts or feelings or whatever. And until we had to go to summer training, and the training that we went to, like, we were working in schools, which is why we had this whole long summer summer training uh, period. And, yeah, the first week, because I was new, I had an extra week of early training. And then Monique came on with the experience group and yeah i mean i really wasn't planning on getting in a relationship or nothing like that and i'll talk more about that later so i was just like okay so i like monique so what but i mean like i'm talking to her and sitting with her all the time just because you know she's the only one here like i know monique i knew monique before we had this job so of course i'm gonna talk talk to her yeah and i felt like that was what juan was doing as well he just wanting to talk to me and be my partner all the time because he knew me the best. However, everybody else saw through that. All of our other friends and coworkers were like, um, Monique, you know Juan likes you, right? And I was like, no, Juan doesn't like me. And, you know, I would actually tell some of my homegirls about Juan, and they're like, uh, are you talking to this guy? And I'm like, no, that's just homeboy. Like, I don't like Juan. And he might like me, but why do you keep asking? <laughs> yeah, it was like y'all. We just, we just worked together, and so it really wasn't until that following October where I actually came to my, I guess, admitted my emotions and my feelings that I had actually started liking Juan. She wanted a brother. <laughs> so um, after the summer, Juan actually continued to keep up with me um he would we, he would probably call me maybe every other day or something but really the questions and everything we talked about was about work and i really thought that he was calling me to ask advice about the position since I, mean, I, I was because you know you heard all the stuff that monique is into she is a consummate professional and she was very very good at our job and so i was like hey i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here let me just ask somebody who's a spurance and who I, who has, you know, lovely light brown sugar skin. <laughs> and so it went from, you know, me kind of expecting a every other day call from Juan about work to me actually wanting to hear from Juan and just to talk about other things. And so mm. it was like in October when I was like, oh man, I guess I really do like Juan. So what I did, I put on my little, I guess, hard to get hat and I started organizing friend outings with other groups of people like for example we went to the zoo with some friends did we go bowling no um, not just us. well we did a few other friend activities and it was under disguise she don't want to call them dates but no it was under disguise of friend activities but it really was my way to get a chance to spend a little more time with Juan. Mm. yeah and so in all these outings i'm like you yeah, so i'm so Monique, in the meantime, unbeknownst to me, talking to her friends, and they're all like, yo, yo, he like you, he like you, all this stuff. 
I don't really have, at this point, I'm not really connected to my friends that much. So then when I do talk, I'm like talking to like my mom. She's like, that girl like you. And I was like, how do you know? Because I'm like, every time I, I'll get, I'll be with Mo and I'll be getting these vibes that she likes me, right? And then the very next time, I just see like, oh wait, that's just how she acts with everybody. Like she'll be talking to dudes the same way, joking around the same way that she was with me. And it wasn't like she's just flirtatious. I was just like, oh, she just, that's just Mo. She's just, just nice. She's just a nice person. So she doesn't like me. Right. Great. So um, Christmas that year, so Christmas 2012, it was just kind of tricky to me because I know I've developed these feelings for Juan and I, I already knew he liked me, but neither one of us had like taken a step toward anything. Um, and it wasn't, it, it really wasn't even in that unknown, like, I think I'm talking to you kind of stage. It really was still, I'm your friend kind of space. So I said, Juan, do you want to get each other's gift for Christmas? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I guess he really, really isn't trying to like me at all. <laughs> um, but Juan's perspective was, well, um, what was your perspective actually? <laughs> Well, I mean, on the gifts? Yeah. So she was like, I think, well, I just didn't like the idea of me getting somebody a gift like out of obligation, like I'm getting you a gift just because you got me a gift. So I didn't like that part piece of it. Like if you're gonna give me a gift, you give me a gift. And if I'm gonna get you a gift, I'm just gonna get you one. Yeah, and I was like, well, if he's not committing to get me a gift, I'm not buying a gift either. But anyway, fast forward, we ended up getting each other a very, very small gift. And in this gift, Juan made his debut to the Smith family. My maiden name is Smith, by the way. So Juan wrote me a card. Yeah. And that card was the card that was heard around the world. <laughs> and I say that because I actually let my mother read the card and my mother read that card out to every single person who called our house around the Christmas <laughs> holidays. And even to this day, years later, she is still... She was talking to me about it yesterday. She's still <laughs> bragging about that card. Five years later. Yes. So, Juan, you want to share what you wrote in the card? So, I, was, I don't really remember everything I said, but one thing I noted was I just was talking about how how great she was and how, like, impressed I was with how professional and industrious she was. I remember I used the word industrious. Yes. You said intelligent. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, man, I just really admire you as a person and all this stuff. And it actually sounds like now, especially now that we're married and like how I, you know, like, and we've like shared vows, of course, being married. It sounds like really basic stuff. But when you ain't in no kind of relationship, you know, it's pretty deep. And it's like, hey, bruh, what you trying to do? What yeah. you trying to do? And so yeah, so I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. And my mama was like just blown away. And she was like, let me see this boy. Because I had <laughs> I had never talked about Juan to anybody because, I mean, we weren't a thing at all. So I pulled up Juan's photo and she's like, mm, that's a nice looking boy. And so she said, well, Monique, I need to meet this guy. And so fast forward, my mom invited him to her church um, that following March. And so... Juan and I go to the church, and when we get there, it's just kind of crazy. I don't know if you all are from the country or not, but if you're from an area as small as from where I'm from, 
a lot of people don't have filters. And so as mm. soon as Juan walked through the door, my family was walking up to him saying, oh, oh, uh, you want to eat husband? Y'all, this is the first time they lay eyes on Juan. They, they saw me like every week and they're asking this man <laughs> if he was my husband. I'm serious. And then I distinctly remember my uncle running up to him and singing the, the wedding bell song or just playing the, you know, humming the music. And I'm like, this is the first time they lay eyes on this man. So, you know, I kind of felt a little embarrassed and like, oh my gosh, I'm not bringing him again because this is ridiculous. No place. And so <laughs> Juan was super excited to get down there to meet my family. And it's because he had a little surprise up his sleeve. So, yeah, I had decided uh, once Monique invited me and actually beforehand that I was going to ask her dad for permission to start courting her. And I know some of y'all are like, wait, what? Permission to court? What is courting? Anyway, it's basically dating. And the reason I call it courting is just, well, one, I read this book called, you know, I'm always pushing books and other people's stuff on here. Uh, a book called Boy Meets World. And I have to look up who wrote it. I think his name is Josh Harris. And in that book, I was first exposed to it when I was in eighth grade, and it was just talking about like the godly way to go about seeking uh, a mate. And yeah, Joshua Harris. Um, <clears throat> so it's Boy Meets Girl by Joshua Harris. What did I say, Boy Meets World? Whoops. Anyway, Boy Meets Girl by Joshua Harris. And I read it in eighth grade, and I was like, what? This dude was talking over here, like, I'm not supposed to hold hands or even kiss my girlfriend. Like, bro, you're tripping. So I had pretty much cast it aside. I, oh, I went to a Christian school, which is why I was reading that book in eighth grade. Um, and, but then I remembered it once I had given my life to the Lord for real, for real. And I was like, you know what? If I'm really going to live for God, you know, let me, I'm, at least I'm supposed to submit everything to him. And that's in, including my, you know, relationship or future relationship. So I wanted to do everything that in a way that would be pleasing to God, that would be respectful and decency and in order. Uh, and so I was like, hey, well, I when Monique said that I was invited to the church, I was like, oh, yes, thank you, God. This is my way to do it. Thank you. So we got there and I was like the whole time trying to figure out a way to ask Monique's dad without her being around. And they like they took us out to eat after after service and like on the way up there, I was like, oh no, I went up to, it was at a buffet. And when he, the dad went up like by himself after everybody had already gotten his food, gotten their food, I went up and acted like I was getting stuff, but I was just went over there to talk to him. And I was like, hey, uh, I got something to talk to you about. I, got, and I, was, and I was like, hey, I got a surprise for Mo. So don't tell her about it, but I got to tell you about it later, okay? And he was like, oh yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. So then after we eat, <laughs> right? Yeah, I it was so awkward. It was, let me tell it. Okay. <laughs> so I remember we were with, it was Monique and I, her parents and two of her younger cousins and her grandma. The cousins are um, walking with the grandma out and then like we get into the little vestibule area before you get into the main. The uh, lobby area the of lobby, the restaurant. Uh, yeah, the lobby area of the restaurant as we're exiting. And then the dad stops, he says, wait. And then he tells the kids to, tells the, well, they were kids at the time, to leave with the, with the grandma, help the grandma in the car. And then he says, all right, 
So what you gotta say? And so it's like me, Monique, her mom, and dad. And it's just supposed to be me and the dad. And I was like, but what are you doing? And Juan is just sitting there like a deer in headlights. And I'm like, what's going on? And no one's saying anything. My daddy's looking at Juan. Bro, my heart was just like. Oh, and then stops. I'm looking at my dad and my mom was looking at everybody. I'm like, what's going on here? And then finally, uh, I don't know who said something. I think but, I was just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, yeah. we went on outside. But I think Juan finally pulled my dad aside later and talked to him. So. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was. Uh, Monique, because we had driven down in Monique's car, and Monique went to the car, and then I went back and talked to her dad, and I was like, hey, um, I just wanted, what did I say? I was like, hey, um, I wanted to just, you know, I said, I like Monique a lot, and we've been friends for a while, I want to be more than friends, so I was just coming to you to ask your permission to start talking to her, and he was like, oh, yeah, 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 man, yeah, I like your style, I like your style, that's what's up, that's what's up, <laughs> I was just like, oh. That was easy. And so we get back in the car, and I'm like, oh, snap. Now I got to actually tell Monique that I like her. Um, and, you know, I want to start talking. So I tried to delay it as much as possible, and I almost punked out. But then Monique, like, once we got back to where we, we drove back to where we live, or our meeting spot, and she was like, oh, you want to go to this other service? Because by then it was 6 in the evening. She was like, I go to this church over here in Greensboro sometimes. And I was like, okay, yeah. And so we get to this church, y'all. Preacher starts preaching, like preachers do. And I don't know why this man said this, but then he gets to a point in this, uh, he's talking about like letting go of the old and walking into the new. And he says, hey, some of y'all need to look over at the person next to you and say, hey, you my next relationship. <laughs> and so I, I was like, and so I like I looked over at Mo, but like not I didn't turn my head. I was just looking over at the corner of my eye to try like see if she was looking at me, but she didn't move. And I was like, dang man, she ain't even react. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after the service, I still almost punked out, but I was like, hey, Monique, got out to the car. I was like, somebody need to tell you. And I was like. I, I think I went through this long explanation of how great she was, but all I remember saying is, hey, Monique, you know, we've been friends for a while, but now I want to be more than friends. And I don't remember what I said after that, but I do remember Monique's reaction. She just, like, immediately... Then you asked, you said, um, I want to be more than friends, and so, you know, if you need a while to think about it, oh, yeah. that's fine. I was like, you don't have to answer immediately. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Monique, she just... She just had this big grin on her face. She said, oh, uh, okay, let me pray about it. <laughs> and then I was like, cool. And then I was just like, that whole, that whole night I was so nervous. But then after I did it, I was like, whew. And uh, yeah, I just drove home because I was like, yeah, man. I, you know, I was praying about it and I felt like God was pushing me like, yo, go ahead and do it. And I almost punked out, but I did it. He didn't punk out. And so from my perspective, um, that whole ride from early, from my hometown to Greensboro, I was wondering what was he talking to my dad about? Like, why did he have to talk to him? He doesn't even know my dad. And um, when oh, so we, you rewound, yeah, oh, okay, I had to go back. Backstory. Um, and so you know, we're sitting in this church in Greensboro, and you know, I'm just still thinking, like, what in the world was Juan talking to my daddy about? 
And so we get outside in the parking lot and Juan, you know, says he wants to start a courtship with me and, you know, go further than friends. I'm like, oh my gosh, he asked my daddy? And then I called my daddy to see if Juan asked him. He was like, yeah, Juan asked me for permission. I was like, who is this guy? You know, like I had never heard of people doing that. And so it, that was amazing. And so I was super excited and I told Juan I needed to pray about it because, I mean, I'm like, I ain't about to let you know I really, really like you like that. So I had to kind of play a little hard to get. Oh, yeah. And, like, for real, y'all, like, even when I was asking her, I still didn't know if Monique liked me. I really didn't. Like, I thought that the idea of being in any type of relationship with me was just, like, would be a completely new idea for, for Monique. So, like, I was thinking that, you know, even if she said yes to the courtship, that we would, like, legit just start out as just friends who are just going out to get to know each other better. But like with the possibility of maybe getting into a serious relationship, like I really was not sure that she liked me. <laughs> so um, what I did is um, I, I called one of my homegirls and told her what was happening and she was super excited. And then God reminded me of this list that I made. So I wrote down a list of like 48, 49 characteristics of what I wanted in my next um relationship and I pulled the list out and I to my surprise Juan legit meets every characteristic on my list and I had you know practical things like he needed to be fine <laughs> and other important things like have a strong relationship with Christ but I had other things like um, being a, a good driver um, loving children and loving youth ministry things like that and Juan met everything. Very specific. Very, and I said, be a good dancer. Juan is like a salsa king, you know? So that's how I knew that Juan was the right person to be in a relationship with because that because I had created that list like over a year prior to that moment, and that was before Juan had even popped up in my life. So that's how I knew Juan was the one in that's the initial story of how we met. Yeah. And, and how the courtship started. So what else do we want to tell the people? Well, one thing I wanted to highlight was the fact that I didn't know that she liked me. And the reason I want to highlight that is because just to show that, like, Monique, she was, she did not follow, like, the traditional or conventional means of, like, how I feel like people usually tell ladies to attract men to them, which is, you know, you know, give them a little something, something, and play hard to get. Like, Monique really wasn't playing hard to get. She was just being herself. And herself was a woman who was sold out and in love with Jesus. And so she wasn't giving brothers no time of day until they did what I did, which was just be up front and be like, hey, I'm interested in you. And, you know, possibly to to, to possibly get married. Like that's why I'm in. I'm in. I'm seeking this relationship with you. Like I was upfront, like from Jump Street, with it. And like Monique, she didn't. She didn't. Like I would try to play with Monique, and she would just act like I was speaking another language. Like <laughs> I didn't even register with her. So I really respected that. Respected that about her. Um, and when we, when she said, when she eventually said yes, which was the next day, she said yeah. Um, and I feel like the, the next time we met up, because we lived like 30 minutes apart, we met up, I think it was like actually one, one weekend I was at my parents' house and she came over and we, we, we came up with our, our dating contract. 
because, uh, and it was like a legit, con- well, not a legit contract, but she had a list. Yeah, it was, it was some, some things on some paper, and it was things that she that we were gonna do, and things that we weren't gonna do. And I really love that because, like, that we came up with together. Yeah, we can we we agreed on it together, um, because I mean I had well, I had already decided, man, I am not going back to my old life, which I haven't really shared with y'all yet, but maybe that's coming. <laughs> um, I'm not going back to my old life, which was like I would do whatever, just whatever you think a college kid will do. Like that's what I was doing. Yeah, I was doing whatever I wanted. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going back to that, and I'm not going to do anything that I think might have me slipping back into it. Um, so, like for the first month, I was like, nah, I'm not cool with holding hands. Like, I'm not gonna do that because I feel like that'll just draw me back in. Yeah, and of course, when I'm telling my friends about this dating contract, they're like, y'all are tripping. Like, he not holding your hand, and I did think it was like kind of too much but i really respected one for saying that so you know first month we didn't hold hands and then um after that we were both comfortable with that um but one of the main things that really distinguished our relationship is we didn't kiss until we got married so kissing was something that was really a stumbling block for juan and he did not want to like he said go back to his old ways so what's a stumbling block a stumbling block is something that really hinders you from progressing in your relationship with Christ. And a stumbling block is something that will cause you to slip up and sin. That's what a stumbling <laughs> block is. Yeah, and so for Juan, kissing was that. And so he said, you know, I don't want to kiss you until we get married. Yeah, because I mean, wait, who 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 kisses with just their lips? Okay, don't yeah. nobody kiss with just their lips. You'd be all rubbed up and on people. And I was like, not 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 I, not I. <laughs> So um, our courtship actually lasted for two and a half years. And so our first kiss was actually on our wedding day. And it was only because of the grace of God that allowed that to happen. It was not our little dating contract, even though I highly recommend you to have something in place so you both can understand your boundaries. But it really, really was God that kept both of us and helped us remain holy and pure before him yeah and i tell people even up to this day like me and monique we're a great couple but without god we don't work and when we're not in the word and when we're not submitting to him and submitting to one another because of our submission to him like we just do not work together so that's our little love story that's how we got together Hope it brightened your Valentine's Day a little bit. Hope it made it a little sweeter. And, you know, for those of you who don't have a quote-unquote special someone, realize that you got the most special someone. Jesus already wanting you. Um, because before I went and pursued Monique, I was like, you know what? I need to love God more than anybody else. And I need to be in love with Jesus and be prepared to just spend my whole life with just me and him and be good. Mm-hmm. And I was. And I honestly, I could honestly say I was before I was talking to Monique. So, Boo, how about you just give us, before you pray out, give some closing encouragement for some of the single ladies out there or anybody? So, along with what Juan was saying, that you have Jesus, if you do have a relationship with Jesus, you have him. It's like the best, best thing. Some actual practical things that you can do to stay encouraged. I know a lot of times 
Um, women are told, make sure you're preparing yourself before your husband and get everything right that needs to be um, right. But honestly, once I stopped focusing on trying to prepare and get myself right for said husband in the future, that's when said husband in the future came. So me writing a list of the qualifications that I really wanted in my husband and praying over that and leaving it, that was my way of like just saying, okay, I don't want to think about this anymore. And also fasting was very important for me because otherwise, mm. I mean, I was becoming very discontent with my Said relationship. The F word. <laughs> I was very, I was coming very um, discontent with my relationship status. I was like, I don't deserve to be single. Like, I'm living right before God. I went to college. I got my degree. Why am I still single? And so I was getting really impatient and really upset. So um, making a list was very important. But then also fasting because those feelings and and that um, you know that wax season, it really it was horrible. And so fasting really helped me, you know, kind of renew a perspective, a positive perspective on being single. And um, truly, Juan just kind of popped up out of the blue. Like I said, it wasn't like we had been in contact with each other for a while or anything. Um, so I encourage you to do that. And then just enjoy your life. Like, seriously. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like when people are encouraging you to work on yourself and get this right, get this, you are, are missing what God really wants you to experience in that season of your life. Of course, you are to read and pray and, you know, continue to spend time with God, but not to get a man, okay? You're doing that to love on Jesus and develop your relationship with him. So that's my encouragement, ladies. Just stay encouraged and don't, 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 don't compromise. Do not compromise. And if a guy is in your life and is causing you to compromise on some things that you decided that you didn't want to do, then he ain't the one. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. He ain't yeah. the one. Yeah, I mean, fellas, we really know which, which girls we can get to compromise, and those aren't the ones we really want. Yeah. So, yeah. With that, we're going to wrap this special Valentine's Day episode up with prayer like we usually do. Lord God, we just give you glory and honor. I thank you for dropping this idea into Monique's heart, and I thank you for giving her the courage to share it, and I thank you for making me wise enough to say yes. Um, I pray that our words reach our listeners and prick their hearts, and I pray that they were encouraging, uplifting, um, and yes, entertaining to, to those that heard. I pray, Lord, that people, everyone who hears will be inspired and convicted to live their lives in total submission to you, Lord. And even if people who aren't interested in being in relationships or are already in relationships or maybe even married, they'll just be convicted to submit other areas of their life that they had that have once been um, corralled off from you and they'll submit more and more and love you more and more and we just thank you for for blessing them for it i thank you lord god for the benefits that they will see in their life for it because more time with you is never gonna be a bad thing in jesus name Amen. Well, thanks for having me on, listeners. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And until next time, keep, keep the, the faith, faith and stay, stay woke. woke.